0: Welcome to Sales Transformation. In this episode, Colin sits down with Lloyd Lobo, co-founder of the fintech company, Boast. Lloyd shares his journey from being a Gulf War refugee to becoming an engineer, accidental salesperson, and ultimately an entrepreneur. Colin, the floor is yours.
1: All right, welcome to another episode of Sales Transformation brought to you by Ledium. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell, and today I've got Lloyd Lobo on the show. He's the co-founder of a fintech company called Boast, and he's also the Wall Street Journal bestseller of grassroots to greatness. Lloyd, how are
0: you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. Stoked for this. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, give us a little bit, uh, give us the short version of your background, and then we'll, we'll dig into some of the topics uh, for today.
0: Definitely. I'm a Gulf War refugee turned engineer, turned accidental (laughs) salesperson, and then eventually an entrepreneur. Uh, Recently left the day-to-day of my company, transitioned to the board, um, after we sold like 52% of the company to a growth equity firm. And now I'm just uh, doing a bunch of stuff that uh, I always wanted to do, finding doing the stuff that brings me joy right a lot of people will say oh man i don't know if you could ever do nothing well I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to basically pay back the family tax i didn't spend time with my kids or my wife as much as i wanted to actually i spent no time with them in the last uh, 10 years and so i'm living that now spending day in day out with uh, with the fam wow, family okay. friendships and fitness yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
1: the uh the 3f's um which you know can a lot of sacrifice uh sacrifices are made uh in the entrepreneurship journey I lost your fronts. audio there
0: uh, yeah a lot of sacrifices and then
1: yeah there's a lot of sacrifices made on on those fronts in the entrepreneurship journey
0: definitely definitely awesome
1: yeah so so i i'm i'm really curious to kind of dig into um you know your journey as kind of running founder led sales for Bose uh with an engineer background was was sales something that was hard for you uh was there any resources you turned to and and how did you sort of master that scale to you know bootstrap uh you know up that company
0: so you know i have I have a very interesting background right so um i didn 't finish high school okay, and um most kids who don 't finish high school. Drop out or don't do the exams and don't have a high school diploma. So I didn't, I missed all my high school exams, didn't go to any of the classes in the final year. So I don't have a high school diploma. Most kids who are in that situation will never apply to college or university. I applied to every freaking college out there. And one college said, Hey, write these entrance exams. I, I wrote them. This was Canada because uh, there's no SATs there. And, and they said, "Hey, your scores are good, but we need your transcripts." And I made up some B s. excuse, and they said, "You know what, Start the semester, we'll wait, but if you don't give your transcripts by the end of the uh, month,'ll we'll, you'll have to unenroll. Un- and luck would have it. They never followed up, and I graduated with an engineering degree. My parent, my mom, wanted me to get into engineering, uh, and I'm like, you know, we're from like Indian background heritage, and like, you know, being an engineer, doctor is a thing. And I'm like, dude, I barely finished high school. How am I going to get into engineering? But, um, <laughs> but I finagled myself into engineering, although I didn't want to do that. In hindsight, it was a, it was a very good experience because it was a bachelor's of engineering in software. Nonetheless, when I graduated. Um, I didn't want to work in engineering. So I wanted to be a business person. I wanted to be a founder and entrepreneur. And I asked people, Hey, what's the best skill I could learn if I wanted to be an entrepreneur like you someday. And what I kept hearing was it's all communication, right? Convincing your spouse that you want to do a company, uh, convincing customers when you have nothing, all of it is, um, is communication. And, um, you're you need to fix that first, and I said to myself, "Hey, I'm not a very self motivated individual. So if I took a public speaking class and five people laughed me off stage, I probably would never show up again." So I said, "What's a job I could do that would force me to communicate day in day out?" And it was sales, right? And so I started mm-hmm. applying to sales jobs right out of engineering. And nobody would give me a sales job. This is like 2005, man. Like nobody's going to give an engineer a sales job, right? I graduated with software engineering. Software engineering in 2005 was all the more obscure as an industry, right? Like it was all like computers or electronics. It was like more hardware like in 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 the time. Other than probably Silicon Valley, which was, I was nowhere close to it. I couldn't even imagine being in Silicon Valley where I spent the last 15 years now. But nonetheless, it was in the mind. and And so... I one one company I applied to was a small telecom startup, and the founder needed cold callers, and he didn't care about my background or anything. He just just get on the phone, man. And so that's how my journey started. I started as a cold caller uh, for a telecom company, and then my girlfriend, then now wife, gone to med school in New Jersey, so I needed to apply for jobs in New Jersey. Now here's the thing: if you Your first job as an engineer, a year you've spent is cold calling for a telecom startup. Uh, Chances are no company in New Jersey is going to get you on a visa to work there, (laughs) right? Uh, But luck would have it. uh, Another founder found my skills valuable and hired me to do sales. Now, when I joined that company... I was all excited to do sales now. Like they were selling to big companies, Tiffany, Armani, Simon & Schuster, et cetera. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in person. It's quite an upgrade from banging the phones and begging uh, to just get a meeting and pass it on to an account executive to actually... Doing the deal. But when I went there, I realized they had no repeatable, scalable sales process. There was no repeatable, scalable product per se, and there was no marketing. So my job was tagging alongside the senior sales executives, the VP of sales, going site to site, talking to customers, figuring out their pain points. Um, and writing that down, then turning it into wireframes for the devs to build. And then guess what? I got to build marketing materials and messaging and all of this. Now, today in 2024 or 23, in, in this era anyway, it's very important that that job is done by the founders. Back then, though, in 2005, in the age of on prem software, you know, these people with lots of money or working for enterprises. They would raise some funding and hire the hire people to do this job mostly. So for me, I lapped it up because it was my second job out of university. It, it was like the best skills I could ever learn. And I didn't know this. But then from there, I went off to run sales and marketing at another startup. And uh, fast forward another year, my best friend from university reached out to do a startup together. And I jumped at the opportunity because I already had the risk appetite. I was always at an early stage company, talking to customers, reeling them in, figuring out what to build, and then creating all the messaging. And that effectively is founder-led sales. So, you know, I think if I had to recap um, what were the key things? Uh, one is luck and risk are two sides of the same coin. The ones that get lucky are the ones that never stop flipping risk, risk, risk. If I hadn't, if I hadn't, uh, you know, applied to every single college despite not having a high school diploma, I probably wouldn't have graduated engineering. And that that engineering was a very unique. Um, program because it's probably one of the few in 2005 uh, graduating year bachelors of engineering and software the other thing is to succeed as a founder you need four basic things number one um, i can't stress this enough but your community or your companions matter the most if i hadn't worked for founder after founder after founder I don't think I would have had the appetite to just jump into a startup myself. I watched it so closely like I was Mm -hmm. the right-hand person. Number two is your ability to communicate is everything. If you can't communicate, you don't have an audience, you have an empty room. Uh, The third thing is just create, get out there and create. Like in sales, you're just, you know, People don't value this enough, but you're creating, right? You're creating playbooks, you're creating frameworks, you're creating content, you're creating products, just create, get into this motion of creating, which is a combination of writing and building, but just do that. Um, It is super valuable. And then the last one, I mean, you may have the best community and the best creation and the best communication, but if you don't have this fourth C, you have nothing, and that fourth C is consistency. Like from Warren Buffett to Mr. Beast to yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk, they all are consistent. They, they always show up. They never stop, right? A lot of people like they pick a career and then they jump and they jump and they jump, which may be okay. But in the early days, you need to just accumulate skills and get really good at it and how do you get really good at a skill is by doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and then you layer on more skills and more skills and more skills so if you if you want to ever be a founder someday the number one skill you need to have as a founder in my opinion is the ability to sell like you can you can call it communication but you're communicating with the ability to sell in a way where you don't seem like the slimy sales guy, right? You're, you're evangelizing people is the right word to your way of thinking. Your spouse, I'm not gonna bring money for a few years. Early customers, I barely have a product, but believe in me, early employees on working on low pay, investors. And then as you grow and grow, you gotta keep repeating the same thing. You gotta communicate your vision to inspire and excite people and it's not a one and done activity. You gotta do this day in, day out. So people also keep showing up on your vision, right? So so it's it's probably, in my view, the most valuable skill. I wouldn't change a freaking thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that um, you know, sales is the number one skill that every founder needs, right? And uh before you start a company, I, I think, you know. Having that experience of working in early stage startups, you know, on the front lines, getting the first customers, developing the targeting, the messaging, the sales process—all of that. There's so much value in learning those skills. Even if you take a job that maybe doesn't pay you as much as you'd like because it's a startup, um, but you gain those skills and that knowledge, they're they're worth more than taking another you know job at maybe a more established company. that might pay you more if entrepreneurship is something like that, you know, you want to do someday. Um, you know, because it doesn't matter. Like even if you have good marketing, even if you have the best product, if you can't sell it, nobody cares. You're out of business.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, regardless, it's a great skill because it's used in so many other facets. Okay. You might have a product led, growth company, like a PLG company where people are self-serve signing up. But if you're not out there on the front lines talking to customers, how are you going to know how to distill the messaging, right? Um, a lot of people are in this fallacy that you can just spit up some messaging and throw it and test it. But you, When you spend the time researching the people you want to sell to and understanding their pains and their aspirations – you can develop the messaging for them right without like just throwing spaghetti on the wall so i think i think that skill is important regardless and you may be a plg company but you still need to recruit you still need to go on stage and evangelize, you still need to get in the boardrooms of large enterprise companies, you still need to get in front of investors, you still need to convince your spouse, your co-founders. So, you know, I, this skill is is one that have served me so well, but it's so funny. When I took that job cold calling, I think they were paying me like $20,000, something really small man. And my parents, Indian heritage, lost it. And they're like, dude, your friends are working at Microsoft and and PNG Uh, Or rather, Johnson and Johnson, and these big companies, and you—you aren't you embarrassed to make so little money, man? Fast forward today, I have everything I have because of that skill. I can sit and take a sabbatical. I can, you know, I've I've created opportunity and luck for myself from that one skill.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It was. I'm I'm curious when you transitioned from you know sales at startups to selling at your own startup was there any challenges that you ran into or things that you weren't expected
0: you know what Actually, I think it ends up becoming easier because you don't have these boundaries. You, as founders, just make up stuff. You're like, oh, there's no there's no one I need to answer to. So like, okay, I'm hearing this, I'll pivot. So you can pivot your messaging a little more on the fly. You, you can take more leeway, uh, leeway with, uh, with how you communicate and your messaging. And also just having the founder title when you're in front of somebody, you have this level of, you get this level of confidence, especially if you've sold before. Yeah. So now you're like, okay, I'm not answerable to anyone but myself, so I can make the stuff up on the fly. And when you're doing that, um, it exudes a level of confidence. And when, when you exude that kind of confidence, the buyer sees it and, and uh, I, I guess gets reeled into that energy. The last thing you, the buyer wants is to talk to somebody who's not confident about what they're selling, right? Thanks for tuning in. Please don't forget to like and share so we can help more people transform the way they sell.